Bible says when you catch a thief, he, re- he owes you back sevenfold what he was able to steal. And so we're going to get all ours back. Amen. And glory to God. So turn and take your neighbor and say, neighbor, increase. Sure looks good on you. Tell your other neighbor, say, neighbor, increase. Sure looks good on you. Amen. We're expecting increase every day. Are you expecting it? Every day you wake up, are you expecting to be increased? Glory to God. All right. Well, fantastic. We're looking at uh, Proverbs chapter 4 here. We're going to begin reading at verse number 20. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Verse 23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so what comes, uh, what we're experiencing now has its birthplace within our hearts. Glory to God. So that's why we're saying that our heart is the birthplace of our increase. We increase based upon how our our heart condition. And so we're looking at this so that we make sure that our hearts are right so that we can increase the way God desires for us to increase. I don't know about you. I want all that God has for me. Are you all with me? So we're saying that the heart is defined a couple ways. And we're talking about the heart being the seed of man's understanding, the, the ground in which man receives the word of God and then produces some results. And so we're looking at this, making sure that our heart condition is right so it can be good soil, good ground for the word to be planted into and then to bear much fruit. Amen. So we're not going to be stony ground, hard ground, uh, not going to be thorny ground. We're going to be good ground so we can produce some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Shout with me, increase. Increase. Amen. And so we looked at at some things last week, uh, helping you be healed of some heart conditions because we shared with you that throughout life and challenges of life, things happen. They will bring uh, bring challenges against your life, and your heart can become bruised, as we're saying. In other words, it can have some some things that's going on on the inside of us that we haven't fully dealt with yet, and that uh, we have to, if we're honest with ourselves, we have to understand that is affecting the way that we increase. And so if we deal with those things and get healing from those things, now we open the door to a higher level or another level of increase that we've never experienced before. Some of us are being hindered from the level that God wants us to be on because of some things that we haven't dealt with within ourselves. Are y'all hearing this? And so we share with you that just as Jesus died or received stripes on his back for our physical healing, he also received stripes on his back and he died for our emotional healing. Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I am healed. Glory to God. So not only did he heal outward uh, conditions, he also healed 
inward conditions because bruises are those things that happen under the skin and then show up uh, in a discoloration on the skin. But how many know the blood of Jesus was powerful enough to heal us of physical, outside physical conditions, also internal conditions as well, amen? So shout with me this morning. Say, I've been healed, I've been healed. From, the inside, from the inside out, out. from the outside, from the outside in. in. Shout, I'm healed, I'm healed. By, the by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. And so we understand these things. A wonderful testimony that uh, Minister uh, Devine uh, mentioned, that he was healed completely of asthma. That was an outward condition. But I mean, though, everything within him has been healed, too. Amen. Everything within us has been healed, too, glory to God, because Jesus doesn't do a half job. He does the whole thing. And then we say to walk this out because that our healing is a reality, but to walk, it, walk this thing out is going to take faith, and we're also going to take the blood of Jesus. So we looked at over in Hebrews 9 that how the blood of Jesus uh, is able to cleanse our conscience from dead works so that we can serve the living God. And so we taught you last week that when those, that pain and the emotion comes up from within, just begin to lift your hands and plead the blood. Father, I thank you that the blood has cleansed me from my conscience from dead work so I can serve the living God. And so we do that by faith, and as we do that by faith, eventually the pain will dissipate. And you'll be able to walk free from that pain from within and walk, walk free from the limitations that the pain and the hurt is pulling us back from. Are y'all hearing me today? And so today my assignment is to teach you how now to guard your heart so that you don't have to end up in the places that you just came out of. You with me? I grew up in the country in Orange, and uh, for a long time we lived on the dirt road. Ain't no dirt roads, not asphalt. And so uh, in the summertime, it'd be real dry. It's dusty. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so when you clean your car, You don't want to take your car out on the dusty road and go all fast. Come on, talk to me. And so we, you did what, you, what we call, we creep down the road. Oh, come on now, talk to me. And so we creep. So we just go fast enough, you know, so that we wouldn't kick up any dust. And then we'd get so mad if you meet an oncoming car. Oh, talk to me now. And they're not driving slow. You're like, oh, man, you'll pull over as far as you can pull up, like the dust going to miss you. And you, get, and you get uptown and be like, oh, man, I got to wash my car all over again. But what I'm saying, well, I'm saying all that because when it rained, uh, because it was not paved, it was just a dirt road, uh, the rain would erode portions of the road and leave potholes in it. But see, if you're familiar with the road, because you drive it all the time, you know where the potholes are. And so when you're coming down the road, you know when to pull over to the right just a little bit to miss the pothole or go to the left because you don't want you to be, you know, jumping in your car, just messing your shocks up. And so you just, you miss the potholes. Why? Because you know where they are. And so I'm talking to you today because now that you understand some things that is affecting your heart, that's affecting your increase, you know some things. Now I'm going to teach you how to avoid it so you can go around those things, bless God, so you don't end up damaging yourself again. Are y'all hearing me today? Amen. And so we're going to talk about something. How do we guard our heart? Go back to Proverbs, please. Go back to Proverbs. Because the Bible says that uh, out of our heart flow the issues of life. You remember that? Glory to God. So Proverbs chapter number tw uh, four, chapter number four, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence. Now that word keep there means guard or protect. 
Okay? It means to, to garrison around. It means to protect it. Got it? It says keep your heart with all diligence. And that word diligence means a consistency. Be diligent about it. You just can't guard your heart one moment and then open your heart up the next moment for intrusion or for in challenge. Now, let me bring some balance to this because you may hear this message that you need to keep your heart closed to everyone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you keep your heart guarded against those things that could cause damage to your heart. Got it? Because we're going to have to, this life of faith includes you opening your heart to people that you might not have all the information about. Come on. I mean, just, you know, just think about it in the pastor's role, just, you know, in the pastor's role. We have people join this church all the time, and we thank God for that. And we have people come up to you, and, and they come through New Partners Orientation class, and they, you know, they look you square in the eye and say, boy, I'm so glad that God called me here. That's what they say. They say, God. You know, they put a little emphasis on God. You know, you know they just don't say, God, or God called me here. Like it's going to make a difference between God or God. But they say, oh, I'm so glad God, this is a church, this is what I've been looking for. This is just so awesome. It, the, the word is so good, and, and the people are so good. I just, oh, man, this is the, ooh, Jesus, I'm glad I'm here. They look at you square in your eye. Six weeks later, you don't see him. And they say, Pastor, I'm with you. I'm going to get connected. I'm going to do my foundations class. I'm going to join a health ministry. I'm going to support you. I'm with you. And then you turn around and look. And you can't find them. So what's happened? We open ourselves up or we open our heart up to people. And if we were to take every instance where we've been misunderstood or lied to, yep, come on, let's call it what it is. If we'd have taken that and then said, you know what, I ain't opening my heart to nobody else. We would not be able to minister to the rest of you that decided to, to stay in here. Come on now. I will be angry every Sunday. Fussing at the ones who are still here. And really should be talking to the ones that are gone. Come on, talk to me. But no, we had to make a decision that, okay, every opportunity, every relationship that we enter into, that we have to open ourselves up by faith, bless God, and then but work these principles that I'm going to tell you today to then guard our hearts so then our hearts won't be damaged when we're opening them, opening them up. Are y'all hearing this today? All right? So the Bible says keep your heart with all diligence, okay? That means a consistency. That's with some effort. You have to put some work into this. It's not just uh, happens automatically. You have to uh, put some effort forward to keep your heart guarded. Are y'all hearing this? This says, why? For out of it, are the issues of life. So the, your heart is the birthplace of your increase. The material that you build your life upon comes from within your heart. Any manufacturing uh, uh, center that has uh, material inside that makes products, they have security to make sure that those products and those pieces are not stolen because if they are, they can't make the product that they're supposed to be making. Got it? And so they, they, they protect it because they need what's within the plant to make what they're been uh, assigned to make. Glory to God. Now, it's very interesting that as I, I was teaching on the subject or going to teach on this subject this Sunday, it was interesting that on Thursday, uh, Thursday or Friday, I think it was Friday. No, it was Thursday. Uh, Thursday, we were, we were working in the office, and all of a sudden, one of the computers that one of the staff was working on just went, you know, just went haywire, just black screen, a uh, whole lot of messages coming up and whatnot. 
And I was like, oh, Lord, because I didn't back it up. You know, one of those feelings. So you, you, you realize I should have backed it up the moment you find out that it crashed. Come on, talk to me. You don't think about an external hard drive until the one in the computer go bad. I'm like, oh, man. So I jump on. I know enough about computers that I jump on. I say, you know what? I can probably get to the files doing safe mode. And so I get on the computer, pull it up uh, in a safe mode, and then I see the files. I was like, oh, bless God. I put me an external hard drive on there, and I transfer the files. I transfer the files, man. I transfer the files, y'all. <clears throat> transfer the files. The next day, <clears throat> the staff person called and <clears throat> said, hey, Pastor, I just want to let you know that I see the folders for the files, but I don't see the files themselves. I said, don't tell me that. And I had already taken the computer to the recycle place. I said, hey, go right now, get that computer back. <laughs> I said, get that computer back. So she goes and gets the computer back. And so I'm opening it up, and I open it up this time, and there's less folders than was before. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And so I take the hard drive out. No, no, I take the hard drive out. I'm going to now get to the hard drive. An external mode. I'm gonna make my hard drive that's internal an external hard drive to uh, to bypass the operating system. Everybody, like, if you say so. <laughs> Those of you who know computers know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna bypass because I figured that if something wrong with the operating system, I can still get to the files. And so I do all that, and I'm rigging this thing up, and I, I got computer open over here, and I got my other computer open over here, and I'm shifting, shifting cables from one computer to the other. I just got this thing going on, glory to God. And so I'm going to get these files. I'm intent on getting these files. And so I open the thing up, and every time I open it up, there's less and less files. So I get on the phone with my, uh, co the computer tech that we, uh, that we work with uh, frequently, and I say, hey, man, what's going on? And he said, you have a virus? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and so he goes back. He said, go back in there again. And I go back in there again, and there's less and less files. What's happening is there's a virus on this thing that's, that's uh, periodically removing your ability to see the files. It is not removing the files. It's just blanking them or covering up your ability to see the files. How do I know? Because the hard drive space didn't change but you can't see the files it's now covering up what's already there preventing me to get to, to get to it and see what happens in life is that things come in life and we take things within ourselves in life and what it does it doesn't remove what's on the inside of us it just covers up it masks what's already there so when you go down and try to pull out the principles on love, when you go out and pull out the principles on peace, when you go out and pull out the principles on faith, you can't see them because the virus has masked what's there. And so the devil wants to deceive you that you don't have what you need on the inside already because he, he, he masks or he deceives you. He blinds you from seeing what's in it. But Holy Spirit is telling you today that you have everything that you need already on the inside of you to end up victorious in every situation. Are y'all hearing me today? 
And so I, so I, so I said, oh, man, it's a virus. So I pulled the hard drive out. I pulled the computer off the network because I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure that this virus don't jump from one computer to the next one. I quarantined the computer. And so now the hard drive is separated from the computer. I'm going to make sure this thing ain't get it. I got the hard drive sitting on the shelf. I got the computer across the room. <laughs> they ain't going to do that thing Wi-Fi. Come on, somebody. <laughs> no, sir. I, I'm quarantining this, this virus. And so I go back and I said, okay, oh, what in the world happened? And I found out that our computer was vulnerable. It was vulnerable because we didn't have an antivirus software on that particular machine which left the door open to an infection that caused us to lose some things that was vital or that was important to our operation. Are y'all hearing me today? And see, that's what's happening in the believer's life. We're walking around vulnerable because we haven't installed the proper anti- virus or the anti-infection software on the inside of us who's called Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit will detect anything that has the potential to damage you in your life. Are y'all hearing this? And so I began to think about this thing and I said, well, it's, just, it's you know, I can, it has some good to come out of this, even though I can't see my file. There's still some good to come out of it. I could use this principle-wise. And so with the antivirus software protecting it, but I'm going to look at this thing guarding your heart in two ways today. First way, I'm going to look at some things that we have to do, quote-unquote, manually. And then secondly, I'm going to look at some things that we have to, quote-unquote, do spiritually. Because, see, you can protect your computer from infections by, number one, making sure you stay away from sites that are more prevalent to viruses than others. Do I need to go over those sites? Okay, you got some people looking down. Just let it go on, Pastor. Go on, Pastor. <laughs> go on, just go on. But there are some sites out there that you shouldn't be on anyway. That's, had, that's more prone to viruses than others. There are some emails. That now you know, now you know, now you know, just by the email itself, the, just the subject line, you don't need to be opening that email. Like, for example, we're we getting some emails now, this spam, this, this spam email. And the, and, the, and the thing is, uh, your IRS, your IRS taxes didn't transfer. Click here. And so it's just a design because you see IRS and you're like, ah! But I already know because we have, we have a third party that guarantees me that if they mess up, they pay the penalty. I don't. So I'm cool. So I just hit delete because I know, I know what it is. Or we got some, you know, you know you, you've received a complaint from the Better Business Bureau. Your attention is needed immediately. Delete. <clears throat> already know because that email, a person uh, from the Better Business Bureau wouldn't even have that email. Come on, talk to me. And so all that says some things that you can do as a computer operator that you can prevent yourself or you can lower the risk of viruses based on the sites that you stay away from. And just put in there, go to trusted sites. Are y'all hearing me? So this first part of God in your heart has something, it has, has, uh, is similar to, to doing that. And so 
first part I want to talk to you about in guarding your heart is there's three areas, three areas in your life that you must guard, that you must keep watch over, that you must be diligent on, okay? And those, those parts are your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. Tell your neighbor, say your eyes, your ears, and especially your mouth. Come on, don't be afraid. Tell your other neighbor, say neighbor, in case you didn't hear that, your eyes, your ears, and especially your mouth. Heard somebody say, help me, Lord, huh? Oh, Lord. Matthew 6.22, let's go there. Your eyes. Your eyes. Look at this, what Matthew 6.22 says about your eyes. There are three entrance gates. There are three entrances to your, to your heart. And that's your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. What you allow in through your eyes, what you allow in through your ears, what you allow in and out through your mouth will hold into your thinking. And then if it takes root in your thinking, it will begin to develop and grow in your heart. You got that? And so we want to talk about these areas because we as believers, if we want to increase the way God has designed for us to increase, we're going to have to watch these areas. Amen. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 says, the light of the body is the what? What? Is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be what? Full of life. Full of light, excuse me. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? So the Bible says, the light of the body is the eye. So what is it saying? That the Bible is saying that our eye is the entrance gates to our, to, to our lives. So what gets into us comes through one way or through the eyes. So in the Psalm says, the entrance of thy word gives light. And so really we should be putting our eyes on the word because if we want light on the inside of us, then we put our eyes on the word, but if sometimes we put our eyes on something else which allows darkness to come in. And so if darkness is in here, guess what's going to come out? Darkness. If light is in here, then what's going to come out? Light. And so I'm going to have to watch my eyes and make sure that my eyes are not on something that shouldn't be, it shouldn't be on. You're hearing this. Now, what got it, what, this is, uh, goes back to the beginning uh, of man, Adam and, Adam and his wife in the garden. The Bible says in Genesis that she began to look upon the tree and she reasoned within herself that that tree would be good. Now, how did she end up reasoning that the tree would be good? Why? Because she began to look on it as being good. When she had been told, we hope, praise God, she had been told that stay away from the tree. And so how is it that we can see some things that we have been told to stay away from but yet within ourselves reason that that thing that I'm supposed to stay away from is still good. Why? Because our eye gives entrance into it. And so if we look on something long enough, it'll look good to us. Ooh, whatever you focus on magnifies. Amen. And so why am I saying all this? In part of God in your heart, you have to watch what you see. You have to watch what you see. There's some areas that your eyes should not be on. There's some areas that you shouldn't allow, uh, some things you shouldn't allow inside of you through your eye gates. The Bible says a man looketh upon the woman 
with lust, he's therefore committed adultery within himself. What happened? What was the challenge? His eyes. Now, we're equal opportunity rebukers. So, if a woman looks upon a man, yeah, 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 well, <laughs> in lust, she has committed adultery. Come on, talk to me. Because y'all lay back, yeah, that's right. He shouldn't be looking at nowhere. Yeah, that's right. Okay, you shouldn't be looking at him either. Amen. Got it? And so our eyes, we have to protect our eyes. Now, that doesn't mean that we walk around with, with, blind, with, uh, with blindfolds on, bumping into everything. But I love it. I heard it say this way. You need to learn how to see and yet not see. Because you got to see where you're going. Come on, talk to me. I hope none of y'all leave out here and drive blindfolded. Well, yeah, you got to learn how to see or look and yet not see. Look and see to do your business, what you got to do, but don't look and see to allow contaminants and things into your heart that's going to cause your heart to get messed up. Amen. Because, see, you can have a lack of increase in your marriage relationship because you're looking at somebody else. Oh, Lord. What did you, you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, got, you, got, you got hindrance and uh, decrease in your marriage because you are looking elsewhere than where you're supposed to be looking. You are unproductive on your job, which therefore disqualifies you for a raise because you're looking for somewhere else when you should be focused on the task at hand. Oh, my goodness. You are still living a life not enough in, in, in lack and being behind because you're looking at what you don't have instead of the word that promises you what you can have. And so now you're not increasing because of what you're letting in your eyes. Come on, talk to me. Y'all hearing this today? So the first area I got to guard is my what? Eyes. I love it. The Bible says we need to make a covenant with our eyes. That I covenant with my eyes that I shall not look upon anything that's ungodly, anything that's, that will uh, cause damage to my increase in my life. Y'all hearing this? All right. Second area is your ears. Everybody say my ears. So we cover our eyes. We cover our, we guard our ears because Jesus said that you have to take heed what you hear and also take heed how you hear. And so now we're going to deal with the what you hear first because some of the things that we're listening to is not doing anything to help us increase. But we're just nosy. Okay, I'm going to go through that fast because I don't want y'all to get upset. All right? Because we know that we, we, we want to know everybody's business. There's a song that we used to sing back in, uh, in the church that I used to grow up. Uh, that, not, not that I grew up in, that, I came, that we joined after we got married. Uh, it, it was a song when, like, it said, it said, sweep around your own front door. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't y'all go too far with that now. Y'all hear what I'm saying? What is it saying? Stay out of my business and clean up your own. And the pastor used to get up every time that song was said. He said, boy, I don't have to preach. That was a sermon and a song. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> ears. What are you allowing in your ears? The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. 
Your ears are designed to bring increase to your life, but it only can bring increase to your life when you put the appropriate things within your ears. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. And now for your convenience, you can make your contributions online. Join us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.